0: And I think it can be really helpful even just to like tune in to things that they do and start to notice like what their love language might be, because then it can help you really like take the time to make sure that that's how you're communicating and that they're understanding what you're expressing to them. Hello, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Carly and Mia.
1: Hi, welcome back everyone. It is just us today with a solo episode.
0: Yes, and we're pretty much going to dive right in, but first we'll catch up a little bit. So full disclosure, we actually recorded this once already and then had (laughs) terrible computer issues. So now we're doing it over again. It's going to be even better than last time and we're excited to release it just on a different day this week.
1: Yes, so we'll release it on Wednesday, but we're excited to chat today again about love languages.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. We know that you guys love the relationship-focused episodes, but this time we wanted to do something like a little bit more educational and maybe (laughs) give you guys something that you might not know about or just like hear a different perspective on it. So we'll dive into what the five love languages are, how we first heard about them, and then like a little bit about our personal experience with them. But first we can catch up. So we were just chatting a little bit. I'm going to be going to see Mia at the end of this week, which I'm so excited about. I'll be back in New York City. And I just like get so excited when I go there. I feel like I miss living there so much. And just even right now, things are like very different, but still the energy there just puts me in such a good mood.
1: Yes, definitely. The energy here on Saturday, by the way, was so crazy and fun. Like from my apartment, you could just hear cheering. And when I went out on my street, I think I mentioned this before that my block closes off on weekends. So there's always a lot of people around like eating outside and you can walk in the middle of the street. Like I told you people were playing board games one day. (laughs) But on Saturday, it was so packed, but it was just so fun. Like people were honking and having a great time celebrating so I can't wait for you to come.
0: It was like that on a much smaller scale around here too I feel like most places in New York had like a lot of excitement and celebration so yes I'm excited to get back there but I guess just to dive into what we have been trying recently. So we always talk a little bit about new products we're trying, new food we've tried, new snacks. Like we really like to keep a variety in it. But lately we've been talking a lot about clean skincare and things like that. And I wanted to talk about one thing that I've actually used on and off for a few years now that I just really feel like I've just finally accepted that it's going to be part of my regular routine so typically, when you're thinking about like clean beauty and clean skincare products, they'll tend to be a little bit more expensive. And that's kind of been my biggest hurdle when it comes to really making the switch because it's like, ooh, I could go to Duane Reed or whatever drugstore and buy a cheap face wash or I could spend like $50 on this one. And it kind of seems like I don't know, it seems wasteful. But then when you look at the benefits, I feel like I'm really just now that I'm older, accepting (laughs) that some things are worth spending money on. So anyway, it's a spa in New York City called Ildi Picard. I'll link it in the show notes. But I first heard about it because another blogger that we follow was posting about their facials and it just sounded amazing. They had this CBD facial. It was kind of like right when CBD was like coming on the scene, everyone was having it in their coffee and using it in their products. And I remember the blogger posted a before and after and her skin looked amazing. And it happened to be like super close to where it worked. So I ended up walking there after work to try and like see what it was all about and see if I could book an appointment, but super expensive. And again, I wasn't ready (laughs) really like take the plunge so I wanted to get something that would like last me instead of just a facial even though facials are great too but that's for another day so anyway I bought a cream that they had there called a CBD sleep cream and so you put it on at night and it's actually kind of nice I honestly do think it makes me sleep better because CBD can be like very relaxing too like even just using like the dropper thing but just putting this lotion on my face it has like this really calming scent it's pretty much unscented I think it's just like the natural smell of whatever's in it it's all natural ingredients and it makes my skin so smooth. Like you wake up in the morning and your skin looks completely different than before you went to oh bed. God. And like it clears I to get it. any like hormonal acne that I have, which I've dealt with over the past few years, I never used to, but I started to in my late twenties. And so anyway, it has like a great effect on my skin. And I bought it a few years ago, used it for like a few months, it lasts a pretty long time because you only use a little bit and noticed a huge difference. And then I just like never filled it up because I didn't want to pay for it. And then now fast forward in the beginning of COVID, I bought it again, and again noticed a huge difference. Was obsessed with my skin, and then after I ran out, I never bought it again. And then a couple months, breaking out, and now I'm like, I'm a huge believer in like trying to heal things from the inside out. And like, I feel like if there's an issue with my skin, it's an issue coming from the inside. So like, I was kind of just like paying attention to what I ate, and that will usually help my skin a lot. But I feel like I need that extra push of a good face cream. So I just stocked up again, and I actually tried purchasing some of her other products as well. So she has this like, I guess of like a toner, but it's in a spray form. So you just like mist it on your face a little bit after you wash it. And a mud mask, which those can nice. be very drying on your skin when yeah. I didn't find it, it drying at all. And you can either use it all over or use it as like a spot treatment on anywhere that you have breakouts. So I've done that a couple of times and really like all of it. So far, nothing's like not as obsessed with any of it as I am with the cream, but I do like the other products as well. So we'll link all of those. They're really great. I highly recommend.
1: Yeah. I need to get that CBD face cream. I think I remember you telling me about it and I saw it in your apartment one day back when you lived in New York and we hung out, but Mm -hmm. I really need that. I was going to ask when you were talking if it heals or helps with hormonal acne because I'm breaking out so much right now and it's really sad. Yeah. Like it's helped
0: all over my chin. It's helped it clear mm. up a lot, which is nice. And also my skin just tends to get so dry this time of year that it's nice to have. Like I put on my daily moisturizer in the morning. That's like super light. Cause I don't like when I feel like oily or heavy, but at night it's nice to have something a little bit heavier.
1: Yeah. That's a good segue into my new thing because I have been I mean, it was like 75 degrees here today, but prior when there was a major shift in seasons, my skin was getting so dry. I actually think it is from my bath too, when I use the Himalayan pink bath salts. I got really dry after that, but it was just so noticeable. My skin was so dry and irritated. So I started looking up a lot of things that I could do differently, a lot of which I have already been doing. Like I switched to the Necessaire body lotion I talked about a couple weeks ago. So that's also a clean beauty, all natural, unscented. And that's really helped. I put that on after my shower. And then if I'm really dry again before bed, but I also read about getting a humidifier because not only is my skin dry, but through the changing of seasons, I just wake up with a sore throat and that does not help me get out of bed in the morning. So I got a humidifier. I did a ton of research for like the best ones. And then I wanted like a really pretty one that came from West Elm, but That was $150, so I just went to Target and got your regular run-of-the-mill humidifier because I don't really feel like I need to spend so much money on that. So it's just like a crane humidifier from Target, but it's honestly from day one I used it really, really, really helpful. Like I woke up that morning with no sore throat. I don't know. Am I the only one that's waking up with sore throats in the morning? No, I
0: feel like I do too. And it's allergies. But right now I feel like any little symptom and I get like super nervous.
1: Yeah. COVID scared every morning. You don't want that. So get a humidifier. Yeah. But it's really nice. You... Just put it on. It's like a nice little mist. I don't feel like I wake up like wet. <laughs> I was worried about that. <laughs> I was worried about that. My hair like curls immediately the second there's an ounce of moisture in the air, but it doesn't do that to me. So all in all, I'm recommending that. And I posted about a new serum I was trying. I don't need to list all of my dry skincare techniques and tips, but
0: but that East was a great 29- post. I highly recommend checking it out because those were some really great tips.
1: Yes. Including your addition of drinking water, which I should have included because coffee and alcohol, the things I drink (laughs) really dry you out. So you need to drink a lot of water. Yeah. But the East 29th serum, I don't need to talk too much about it. It's just another clean beauty brand. I've been using it for about a week and I really like it morning and night. I know I just said I was breaking out, but I don't think that's, that's like hormonal acne and from my mask.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to hear more about it after you've been using it for a little longer because it seems like it has really good ingredients.
1: mm -hmm. The others, I could tell I was breaking out from them because they were super oily. This one feels really refreshing and it has hyaluronic acid in it. And it just seems like it's really good for my complexion and my skin. So I'm going to keep with it and I'll let you all know.
0: Yes. I'm getting really frustrated by the breakouts from the mask because like
1: mm-hmm. I
0: have some that I know are hormonal, but then some that like are absolutely from my mask, like above my lip, I'll break out or like, even on like the top of my cheek, like where the mask ends, like just, it's so hard not to, I've started using, well, I got the silk one, which I think I've talked mm-hmm. about before and i posted about it on our Instagram and that one helped like a lot, but you have to wash it every single time you wear it. So I got like annoyed by doing that. So then I started using disposable ones sometimes and that helps but either way like the air is like dropping inside your mask and it's obviously there's going to be bacteria it's going to cause you to break out and it's just so frustrating so fingers crossed that this vaccine is for real <laughs>
1: we'll see yes at least for the sake of my skin
0: just yeah <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right so I guess we can just
0: dive right into it so like me said, we we're talking about love languages today and we're so excited this is a really fun topic it's something that like it's been kind of eye-opening for both of us. Even like like Mia in our, her current relationship, and for me looking back on past relationships, I feel like things really make sense a little bit more. And we think yeah. that knowing your love language and kind of tuning into your significant other's love language can be super helpful in having a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not going to make or break a relationship. I mean, I honestly could. I feel like just being able to communicate and understanding where they're coming from can be so helpful. So just to give you like a little bit of background on what it is. So there was a book written by Gary Chapman. It's called The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. He actually has a bunch of books. So I just paused when I was trying to remember what the title was of this one, because that was his first one, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And then he has a bunch more about like love languages for singles and like five ways to strengthen your marriage and the marriage you've always wanted and like all these different things. Yeah, I
1: see one that says, I had the one in my notes, I guess wasn't the first one, but it was how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that one. And then there's like the five love languages of children, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, interesting. Um, Yeah. So a ton that we have not read up on yet, but this one in particular is really just the introduction to what the five love languages are. And it's super interesting. It's just five different ways that people give and receive love so Gary Chapman is a doctor and he wrote this after spending years talking on like panels about marriage and about successful relationships and then it kind of like took the world by storm I feel like it was definitely on the bestseller list and I heard about it on a bunch of different podcasts and people just really having like honestly like life-changing experiences just by figuring out what their love language is because it can really help you even get to know yourself better like just outside of Relationship. So now you can go at the end of the book. Actually, there's a quiz that you can take, but now it's online. So Mia and I both took it online, and you can take the love language quiz for your relationship or just for if you're a single person, you just want to like take a straightforward quiz, you can take that one too. And then it's cool, it gives you like a breakdown of what percentage you are of each of the five. So we'll list out the five and explain what they are. And then, like I said, tell our own experiences. But at the end, you'll get like your 30% this, 30% that, and it'll kind of give you a description of what each of those mean and how you can like better show up in your relationship after knowing that.
1: Yes. And I think it definitely is helpful and we'll talk about our experiences, but if you neglect or don't notice what your partner's love language is, then you're not treating them in the way that they need to be treated in a relationship or the way that they feel or Recognize love. So the five, we'll dive deeper into them, but just when we're speaking about them, these are the five words of affirmation, so compliments, receiving gifts, acts of service, so doing anything to help alleviate your partner's day. Then there's physical touch, so not only intimacy, but hugs and kisses and holding hands. And then quality time, so uninterrupted quality time with your partner one on one. And you typically have a primary and a secondary love language. So Carly said you'll get percentages, but of course, a relationship should have all of these in both of our opinions. And from our experience, the best relationships do, but the top two that you get are the ways that you most recognize being loved or maybe also the ways that you show love.
0: Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but when you take the quiz, that's supposed to be like how you receive love.
1: Yes, I think so because all the quizzes, Carly and I talked about this, that we took the quiz so seriously this time and really tried to think about the questions because the questions are like, you want both of these things. It'll be like, would you rather your partner send you a message saying how much they love you and appreciate you or would you rather your partner help you with something that you really need help with this week something like that? yeah it's
0: like very I want both (laughs) yeah exactly and it's so vague and it's funny because I did like this time that I took it I took it when I first heard about it a couple years ago and then this time I took it again before we were going to record this and I took it so seriously but more so because like sometimes I feel like it's and we've talked about this before but it's like so hard to know if what you think about yourself is actually true, or if it's just Mm -hmm. what you've kind of like learned to think about yourself and expect from yourself because of like what others have told you and past experiences and everything like that. So as soon as I heard all of them, I was like, oh, mine's definitely quality time. And I just like knew that that's what it was. But then as I was taking it, I'm like, is that is it actually what it is? Or am I just answering this because I think mine's quality time. So then when I ended up taking it, I did have a high amount of quality time, but it was tied with words of affirmation, which didn't surprise me either. Like both of those, I felt like were going to be high up there. And like Mia said, like every relationship should have all of these things in our opinion. But I think that people have like, actually most commonly I think is words of affirmation. I think that Mary Chapman has said that that's the most common love language, which kind of makes sense, but honestly not by far. Like I think that like 20, something percent of the population gets words of affirmation and then next is quality time I think actually the last one is receiving gifts
1: that's what I got my number one was words of affirmation followed by quality time and then receiving gifts was like three percent I love gifts but the others ranked higher for me
0: yeah yeah but I mean so Basically, knowing this can be something that you can just kind of like have in your back pocket. So it doesn't have to rule your relationship and you don't have to like give your significant other a quiz and make them take it. You could, I think that would be great, but if you don't want to,
1: you did. (laughs) Not this time. I took this quiz also around this, probably when you did a couple of years ago and I made him take it. I don't even remember what he got. I think he got quality time and words of affirmation too.
0: Yeah. And I think it can be really helpful even just to like tune into things that they do and start to notice like what their love language might be, because then it can help you really like take the time to make sure that that's how you're communicating and that they're understanding what you're expressing to them. Because for example, my two primary love languages are quality time and words of affirmation. So if someone is like constantly showing their appreciation or love to me by giving me a gift then like I honestly might not think much of it or like view it as love or interest because it's not kind of like the language that I speak primarily so I told Mia an example of this like when I dated a guy when I was in like my mid-20s I think I mean we had been dating for like a little while like a few dates and I brought him around my friends and my sister to meet them we went out to Yankee game and then he came over to my apartment we had a bunch of people over and it was the first time he met my twin sister who I lived with and I wasn't like really like positive about him it was kind of like that are we in a relationship are we not does he like me does he not I literally had no idea because like he never told me how he felt and that's how I understand things but then it was so funny because then the next day my sister was like oh my god he's so cute Like he likes you so much he kept like touching your arm and like grabbing your shoulder and like I didn't notice that at all but then like looking back on it he did those things so much that like that was totally kind of like how he expressed the way that he felt was through physical touch which is like not really one for
1: me yeah no it's so true and like it shines light on my past relationships it shines light on the arguments i get into now with dan like it just makes so much sense when you think about it and it definitely helps with all of your relationships and i think like gary chapman in his book says the way you typically receive love is also the way that you give love so it would maybe be your same love language for both I don't know that that is necessarily true. I find that some things I do in a relationship to show love might not be the way I most receive it. And I'm also like, we'll talk more about Dan, but I think it wasn't on his quiz that he shows or receives love with acts of service. But I like 100% think that that is a way that he shows love.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. For me, I think mine are exactly the same. Like I think I do show up with words of affirmation and quality time. Like I really do like being by myself, but like if I really like somebody, I'm gonna wanna spend so much time with them and like one-on-one. So we can talk like a little bit more about each of them in detail. Quality time, for example, that's one of both of our primary ones. And it's important to understand really like what it means. So quality time is like specifically time that's just you two and it's I guess uninterrupted like there's not you're not going to be interrupted by your phone it's like when you're out with somebody and they're not constantly looking at their phone like if they are then that's, that's the not worst quality time yeah it's honestly and I'm bad at it too but to be honest it's probably if I'm with people that like not that I'm like not interested in but like if I really am showing my love then I'm not going to be on my phone texting or scrolling through Instagram so it's that quality time like cooking dinner together which you and Dan do a lot or really just like making time for each other so it. Can be even like something like a phone call like right now during COVID because obviously quality time is so important and people were like really missing it over these past few months because you really can't be around that many people but even having a phone call with someone uninterrupted where you can just really talk and listen listening is like a huge part of quality time in my opinion I'm not going to feel like I really got that one-on-one time with someone unless they're actively listening to me and I'm kind of bad at that too like it's something that I've had to work on is really like being in a conversation and not constantly thinking about like like what I'm going to say next, or really like what I want to say in the conversation. And instead just really listening to what they're saying, making eye contact, doing things like that is going to be so important if you're dating someone whose love language is quality time.
1: Yeah. And in my relationship, I was laughing about this after I took the quiz, because I think the first time quality time was number one, and now it jumped down to number two. And I thought maybe it was because of COVID and how we're always together. But it is still so important in a relationship, even if you do live with someone and you think that you have quality time with them because you're seeing them all the time, especially now, it still is so important to make special time with each other, like going out on dates or cooking dinner together, which we do a lot and I think is a really fun part of our days to look forward to and when you can travel, things like special getaways together and just ways to spend time with your partner a little bit out of the norm to make sure that you're getting that quality time and listening and all those things that Carly just said. Yeah, I
0: feel like, for example, like if I was dating someone and their love language was quality time, it might be really difficult to figure out like what to get them for a gift. Like maybe they don't really like love gifts and you never feel like they're like that jazzed by what you give them. (laughs) (laughs) but then maybe that's somebody that like would like an experience. Like I really, I love language is quality time. I love when people gift me experiences and experience can be like a dinner, like going out to dinner with them or somebody getting you like somebody in the past got me like a whiskey tasting that we went to together or like concert tickets or something like that. And I feel like, gifting someone quality time is a great idea, especially with the holidays coming up. If you're dating someone whose love language is quality time, that can be like a great switch up from a regular gift that you might give.
1: Yeah. And that's interesting that you say that. Such a good point since Dan and my love languages, I think number two for both was quality time. We tend to do like some material gifts, but mostly like experiences like going to plays and trips and we always do dinners. So yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. And also, Sorry. No, oh, I was just
0: going to go on to say that. I know I mentioned that it's important that it's one-on-one. Like I think when I'm dating someone, like I really love hanging out in groups. Like I love going out with yeah. friends and everything like that. And I've honestly like dated a few people just because I really liked going out with their friends and it was fun <laughs> to, crew to go out with. Um, but if you're with somebody that you don't really like enjoy spending one-on-one time with, then that's not going to be the right relationship for you. Yeah.
1: And I, that's exactly what I was just going to say too. Like even if you have plans with your boyfriend, but you're always out with friends and groups, that's fun, but it's not the one-on-one quality time that you both really need or want.
0: Yeah. And they're so, not going to feel like they really spent time with you. Like if you're a significant other's love language is quality time and you feel like you're giving them all the time in the world because you're always going out with their friends or inviting them out with yours. Or even if like you're married and you have a kid or something, you guys are always together with the kid. Like it's important that you're going to get that time away from all those other people and really like connect.
1: Yes. Want to talk about our other number one words of affirmation?
0: Yes. This is my favorite one. I honestly thought I was going to be like, well, the second time I took it, I thought quality time was going to be mine because I just think right now I'm like really like loving quality time with like family and everything. But the first time I took it, I was like, oh, words of affirmation is going to be like 70% but I was split 30 30 words of affirmation and quality time words of affirmation is like Mia said like it's telling someone how much you appreciate them it's like complimenting them giving them that like verbal encouragement that they need even like through text messages like right now so much is done digitally like just texting someone to tell them that you're thinking about them is so important if you're dating someone whose love language is words of affirmation and for me like I genuinely need that in a relationship like I like need somebody to tell me how much they like
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's So true. Like, this is number one for me. And I like look back at my old relationship where I don't think I got I mean, I talk about this relationship a lot. It wasn't the best. It's no surprise that I'm like critiquing that we had really conflicting love languages. But I remember when I started dating Dan, he would send me so many text messages and just like very often tell me how he felt. And that was just so different for me and just made me feel so like much more secure and happy and comfortable and like confident in the relationship because that's how I feel loved too. Like I remember like we used to G-chat when we were at work and I feel like that's when we would have like after a long weekend together, I would get like a message in Monday morning and be like, I had such a great weekend with you. I love you so much. And that what I felt was so important in our relationship at that time
0: yeah yeah it's so true I feel like it really makes a big difference and that's why and all of these do and that's why we say like every relationship should have all these things ideally like I would love to take this and have my results be 20% of each. Cause then I would feel like I'm really balanced and in like a mm-hmm. great relationship. And like, I've mentioned this to Mia before that I like, literally feel like the ones that I scored so low on, which we'll talk about are because like, I really need to do work in those areas. Like it's not in my opinion, like great, that quality time and words of affirmation are so high. And the other three were super low for me, but words of affirmation, like Outside of this book and the quiz and everything, for me, I just think it's huge, even in friendships and in family, Mm -hmm. and just like with the people who you care about outside of relationships, like just to tell them how you feel is so important, in my opinion. And maybe it's because I feel like some people don't do it enough. Like, I feel like I hate having to guess how someone feels, and really, like, I love that getting that extra encouragement. So now, like, I try more to do it to other people, too. Yeah, you're so complimentary. (laughs) (laughs) You give so many compliments. I think we last <laughs> we first heard about this was that like I think I was like dating someone at the time and I just like constantly told him how like attractive he was and like how great he was and I just like I feel like when I like people I just like shower them in compliments. And yeah. And it's funny because like if it's not their love language then it's probably like either like throws them off (laughs) away or they just like don't notice it at all but when someone will like then give me a compliment back or even like acknowledging that I gave them a compliment like makes me like so happy like if I compliment someone and they like really are like pleased by that then it really really (laughs) just makes me happy
1: (laughs) compliment you on your compliment yeah it's just a whole cycle But that is so funny, like I very much am a lover of words of affirmation and I do it too, but we would always laugh because you would tell me how you would just tell this guy you were dating how hot he was all the time. (laughs) and I just like don't I'm not as great at physical compliments I don't know why I need to work on it it's like I'll give you so many other affirmations but for some reason are you good at getting yeah well I love getting compliments but I also do feel like a little awkward like I don't know what to say when someone compliments me yeah
0: because I I don't know why I'm being so vague when like
1: Dan compliments my appearance I always feel like a little like I don't know what to say (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's like everyone has that feeling. Like I've started to really try to just say thank you when people compliment me. Cause like my initial reaction, if someone's like, oh my God, you look so pretty or like, oh, I love your hair or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh my God. No, I feel like it's like, so. And like, I just feel like that's a natural reaction to kind of like combat a compliment for me for some reason. And so that's something yes. I really tried to work on.
1: My mom does that all the time. I don't know why I recently started noticing this too, like accept a compliment. Like that's what that person thinks about you. They're telling you, you don't have to argue it. But I've noticed so much that my mom does that. Like I'll compliment something, like even like a dinner she makes, she'll be like, oh no, like I think it's way too salty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, I do think that that (laughs) is like such an important one. And I think that It just like all of these do, in my opinion, because this is such like an important one for me, it just makes you feel like valued and it makes you feel like somebody really appreciates you when they acknowledge you and they like use their words to tell you while other people might feel appreciated by like physical touch or any of the other ones. Other people might feel complimented by physical touch and they don't need those like words of affirmation. This one for us just ranks super high. So I'd be curious to know, since this is technically like the most common one, what what the people listening, what theirs are. So definitely send us a message and tell us what yours are. I'm really curious how many people have words of affirmation.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that the other ones are very important too, like acts of service, for example, like If your boyfriend or girlfriend is always doing little things to help, like, alleviate your workload or, like, bring you dinner after work or always just, I don't know, hanging something in your apartment for you, that could be the way that they're showing love to you is that they're doing nice little gestures to show you that they care. And I honestly think this is Dan's love language because he always does things, but he needs, I don't know, I'm conflicted because words of affirmation is also when you, like, say thank you and that you appreciate someone and that you are grateful. So I think like maybe acts of service is just like how Dan likes to live his life because he needs like a super clean apartment and needs to hang like a shelf as soon as it arrives in the mail. But like he really does need the verbal affirmation of me yeah. saying like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Just express gratitude verbally.
0: That's what I think is it's definitely words of affirmation. Cause I feel like he'll yeah. do these things that he like needs them to be acknowledged
1: yeah, I think he just does them because, like, he needs them done. It probably yeah. has nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I, it's
0: not for you. It's like <laughs> I feel like words of affirmation is also, like, noticing things. Like, if someone gets a haircut and you notice it, I feel like that's a big thing. If my love language is words of affirmation and, like, I cut off six inches of my hair and the person I'm dating doesn't even say anything, it's going to drive me crazy.
1: Yes, I feel like that's so typical of guys, though.
0: But some guys are like that too. Like some guys yeah. Are like, you didn't even know. So
1: offended. Me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but let's talk more about acts of service. Cause this one I find so interesting. I know you just explained a little bit of what it was, but it's really just like anything that you do to make someone's life easier. So like Mia said, like just taking things off their plate or say I have like a super busy day and the person I'm dating realizes that I'm not going to have time to go to the store. So like he goes to the store and picks something up that I need. That's an act of service. Or if you have like a ton to do around the house and they empty your dishwasher or something like something, mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the fourth time I've mentioned emptying the dishwasher
1: yeah (laughs) you always get very like domestic examples like one of them was sweeping like if your boyfriend sweeps your apartment (laughs) 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 one thing i found was interesting in the acts of service is also like if your partner's love language is acts of service, you should always follow through with things that you say you're going to do because mm-hmm. that's how they appreciate love or see value in a relationship. So if you're like, oh, I'll do that, I'll help you, I'll do that, I'll do that, but you never do, like that's just neglecting that part of that relationship or neglecting their love language.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting. It's kind of like actions speak louder than words. Like for us, apparently words are louder than action. Yeah but (laughs) they really need to see that like actual action. And like, they don't want to just hear about all the things you're going to do to help them or do with them to make them happy. They want to actually see it and really just like feel that your partner is there to help make your life better and make you happier. I feel like is a really big part of acts of service. This was only 10% of mine. So I guess it's not really huge for me, but I think that's, honestly, like I said, it's something I need to work on. Like, I think that I'm really not great at like asking other people to help me with things. And I really like to do everything myself. So I feel like I'm not self-sufficient if I can't do all these things by myself. So someone else doing it for me would kind of in turn, like make me feel like they think that I can't do it, which is like something that's that so I true. would need to work on.
1: Yeah. That's interesting to notice. I feel like in my previous relationship, I've joked earlier, I like can't even tell you what his love language was. But one thing that I remember when we would talk about like our relationship and if I expressed something like, I don't really think that you care about this relationship or I don't think that you're putting in that much effort. He would always say like, I do everything for you. I drive out to your family. I give your family rides all the time, this and that. Like his response was always about like the things he was doing for me and for my family and I think that maybe that was a way that he was showing love in acts of service but it also drove me nuts when he would often prioritize other people before me like he would go out of his way to help someone else and kind of like neglect my re- relationship with him at times so just interesting to like look back on that and see how maybe that is how he was trying attempting to show yeah love. I feel like
0: it probably was and again I feel like if it's not your primary love language and if it's like super low on your scale, then you're really going to miss those things that your partner is actually doing to show that he cares about you. So that's what another reason why I feel like it's so important to really understand what somebody's love language is because like in the example I gave before, I really didn't know that that guy liked me because he never told me, yeah. but he was showing it with physical touch, which is one that me and I both have so many opinions on because for me, I feel like physical intimacy is so important in a relationship and I've talked a little bit about that on here about one relationship I had recently that ended Great. because- like he wasn't prioritizing that <laughs> at all, <laughs> and I thought it was so weird. But at the same time, like it also doesn't necessarily like equate to love for me. I think it's important, but like someone like touching my arm or holding my hand doesn't like suddenly make me feel like oh my gosh they like me so much. Like it just kind of feels like it's something that belongs in a relationship and it should be there. Someone doesn't have to give me a compliment and someone doesn't like have to tell me how much they like me, but when they do, I feel like so appreciated, but I do feel like they like should be like touching me and huddling and hugs and stuff like that. Like they're important, but it's not like super meaningful right. to me.
1: Right. Exactly. The first time we recorded this and all my life, I say that intimacy is so important in a relationship. And I think that Exactly like you said, you need to have it, but it's not necessarily the primary way that you feel loved. Like if my boyfriend didn't tell me ever how much he loved me or appreciated me or how much he enjoyed my time, like with words, us having like a normal physical relationship wouldn't really make up for that. And yeah. like My previous relationship, like it was fine physically, but everything else was wrong. So I was still so miserable and so doubted the relationship again, because just because we had like a normal love life didn't mean that I was feeling love in any special way.
0: Yeah. When he describes in the book, the different love languages, and when he says about the love language of physical touch he says that if your love language is physical touch then sexual intimacy makes you feel loved and closer to your partner and like I think that explains why mine's like so low for that because like I do believe that but it's not like the biggest expression of love to me it's like important and necessary but it doesn't like necessarily make me feel loved like I feel like I mean, we could talk about this all day. People, <laughs> people that they don't love all the time. Like, but then that gets us down the road that like we've talked about. I mean, we obviously had our episode of Mary Beth Throne and we talked about all the issues that women and men face in the dating world right now with people who like kind of lie and, <laughs> and act. And that's to me, combining all of that, what she said about fuck boys and everything and combining that with the love languages is so interesting to me because I feel like so much of what they do is what they think they're supposed to do and what they think you want them to do. So for me, I'm like severely affected by people like telling me all these things that aren't true just because like words to me are so important. And because that is quote my language and how I feel appreciated and how I feel loved. So like if I'm um, like a third date with someone or have been dating someone for a little while and it's still early on and they're like telling me all these things, but just because they think it's what they're supposed to say, then that's going to affect me so much more than like if they held my hand because they think they're supposed to. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, he held my hand. But I have friends who would do that. They'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe like he doesn't want to date me. Like he even held my hand, my arm and holding my hand. (laughs) And like, to me, I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean anything. But to me, like words mean so much. So just interesting for everybody. And I feel like the worst guys are the ones that like can tune into like exactly what your love language is and kind of like play with it by doing these things to make you think that they feel a way that they don't.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Like if your love language is words of affirmation, you're definitely susceptible to fuck boys who just lie to you. But also like if your love language is physical touch, then that is really something to keep in mind if you're going out and dating someone and like going to be intimate with someone that you're dating early on before you have those like boundaries established because that is might exactly like people sleep with each other all the time and it doesn't mean they love you so
0: yeah and some people like really develop feelings like so strongly as soon as they have like that physical connection with somebody and so i think that that would make sense if one of their primary love languages is physical touch then that's obviously gonna mean something more to you whereas to the guy it could like mean nothing or both ways
1: yeah and we talked about this, that I think physical touch is probably the love language that is hardest to adapt to. Like if your boyfriend or girlfriend's love language is physical touch and yours Isn't like it's really hard to change for that if that's not something that you enjoy giving. Like, I don't know who doesn't, I don't know. There's people out there that like don't like to be touched, like don't like to cuddle at night, don't like to sleep with someone. Like, I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about how even if they ever get married, never want to live in the same house with someone, like never want to sleep in the same bed, never want to share a closet. Like, if you were with someone whose physical touch was their love language and like needed to hug and cuddle all the time, and you're just like not that type of person, that would be hard to adapt to
0: yeah that's like honestly used to be me I feel like because I used to like really dislike not dislike but like I wasn't a hugger and I really didn't like like holding hands really and all of like that PDA I really wasn't super into it it would have been difficult if I was dating someone who really wanted to do those things and I think actually that might be what got me like out of like not liking all those things because I did date someone who was like really into like the PDA and like always holding my hand and touching my arm and everything and like I really liked him so I kind of liked it because I like right. you know what I mean so then after that I feel like I kind of was able to deal with it more but also like even now with not being able to like touch people <laughs> or, like yeah. someone touched my arm the other day and I like jumped a mile because I feel like I was like <laughs> invading my personal space during COVID but now like it's all I want to do is like hug people like when I was standing outside your apartment the other week and yeah. our friend who also lives in the building walked out and like my automatic reaction was to hug her which is so weird because pre-COVID that probably wouldn't have been the case but like I just like I don't know maybe I'm like crazy that physical connection with friends and family and everything and it was funny because she kind of like backed away like no COVID (laughs) but yeah I feel like during this time like I've really benefited from having like quality time and all those things like even just like with the people that I have been able to that have really like adjusted what my different love language is because I've been able to like really prioritize certain things that hadn't been prioritized before
1: yeah I'm happy to know you're open to more hugs and physical touch because you were one of the friends that I knew like wasn't a hugger, so I don't like go in to give you a hug when I see you. But like if I saw another friend who I know is like super huggy, I guess, I'm a hugger. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about like if your love language is impacted by maybe how you grew up or how your parents showed you love. But yes, my parents were definitely huggers, my family, so I feel like I've always just been like a physical toucher. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then the last one that we didn't talk much about was giving and receiving gifts. So this is the one that I actually thought was going to be Mia's because I feel like whenever we're away together, you always want to bring back like souvenirs and gifts for people. So like, it just seemed to me like how you like show people that you care about them. And you really put a lot of thought into like gifts that you got for Dan for holidays and his birthday and stuff like that. But then when I think about it, like, I guess a lot of what you do give him is like usually more experience based, like things you can do together.
1: Yes, I do like that's why I'm a little conflicted about the way I receive love versus give it because I am the type of person that will always go out and get someone a card. I love cards, like even for Halloween, I went to paper source and I got a card that said "Happy Halloweener with a little dachshund on it that's my <laughs> dog with Dan, and I gave it I gave it to him and like wrote out like something stupid, like I just needed to give you this card because it was the cutest thing ever. But like, he doesn't do those things. But I do that for everyone. I love giving cards. I am pretty thoughtful with gifts. But,
0: but maybe cards is more like words of affirmation.
1: Yeah, I think it might be like, I love receiving cards from people, but it's because I want to see what they say inside of them. So <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think like gift giving is interesting. Like, I feel like big gifts. I don't ever expect someone to spend that type of money on me if there's something I want. I get it for myself if I really want it. And exactly, like the things I would like from people are the cards, which have the words of affirmation in them, and the gift, which is usually an experience of quality time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. It, and I was recently talking about how I read one of Deepak Chopra's books, The Seven Spiritual Laws for Success. And this is funny because it kind of speaks to what my love language is, because one of the things that he says in there is that every time you encounter anybody, you should give them something, which sounds obviously excessive. Like, how are you going to give a gift to every single person you see every day? <laughs> he says like that something can be like as simple as a compliment or one flower or just like like anything small, like a small gesture. So to me, like I actually tried to start implementing that. And most of the time it is giving them a compliment or just like telling them something good. And I feel like that is giving someone something like anyone you encounter should take something away from seeing you and you should do something to make their life better if you can, which I thought was really interesting. Cause for me, like even gifts is like more of like a words of affirmation thing.
1: Yeah, that is so interesting. And maybe for someone else, the gift you give them is like a hug.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, touch or quality time is touched. a gift.
1: Exactly. I love that little tie and see like the way you, when looking at all of these, it's like, oh, but I love giving gifts, but now like realizing a lot of it is actually a different love language.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. And then one other thing that I really wanted to touch on that I think is really interesting is a lot of what we've talked about is kind of how to use this in your relationship. For example, know that your significant other's love language is acts of service, then make sure that you're really tuning into that and don't always wait for them to do things. Maybe do something for them, take it off their plate, like a household chore. But one way that (laughs) I really have kind of started to think about it as doing things for yourself that are really speaking in your love language. So we talk so much on here about self-care and we ask every single guest that we record with pretty much like what their favorite method of self-care is. And I think that a big self-care thing is really like speaking to yourself in your love language. So showing love for yourself, like self-love, showing love for yourself in the way that you know you like to give it and receive it. So for example, like I like love having time by myself because one of Mm -hmm. my things is quality time, like honestly quality time with myself Is so necessary. And if I don't get it, like I kind of feel like a little bit stir crazy and restless. And I've noticed that. So I've like really made sure to give myself that time that someone else might not want or need. Like you, Mia posted recently on our Instagram about kind of like learning to be alone more and not liking being by herself for so much time and for me that's like my favorite thing in the world so just depends on the person but and then even words of affirmation like I really benefit so much from journaling and using like mantras and things like that daily affirmations like help me so much so even just using your love language to really speak to yourself I think can be so helpful
1: yes that makes so much sense you always talk about affirmations and the way that that like ties into your love language is so interesting and I think that's like pretty much the same for me. Like as soon as I started doing more journaling and like reminding myself all of those good things, giving myself affirmations has definitely helped. And while I do hate being alone, I don't like being alone for extended periods of time. Like I'd much rather have quality time with Dan than be alone. But I also get so stir crazy if I can't just like have a few minutes where I decompress. I'm actually starting a meditation challenge. You can look at our Instagram for more, but I think that that's definitely going to be really helpful for me. Just like 15 minutes of my day.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that you really like dislike being alone was probably like a weird way of means to say it, but maybe you're just well, I resistant do. to it. Like, I feel like you're resistant to it, but then you do kind of like benefit from it when you add it into your day
1: yes but it's so true like we always say this treat yourself how you want to want be treated to treat you yes yeah I and love that. I think like of course you could take the quiz to see your love language but I'm sure it's pretty easy to understand I think the way I even was seeing these popping up in my own relationship was things that you maybe feel like you're asking of your partner a lot or things that like come up as arguments
0: yeah yeah definitely and like I said earlier it's not like An end all be all. It's not going to solve every problem in your relationship, but it's definitely a good place to start. I think that it can really help make the relationship a little bit better communication wise and just making you more mindful. And maybe you feel like the person you're dating is never making you feel loved or like expressing you don't know how they feel and you're always wondering and then you start to tune in and you realize like, wait, they're always like giving me little gifts or they're always like doing things for me throughout the day. And then you realize that's how they're expressing love. So it can be super interesting. I hope this was interesting for everybody. I feel like when I first learned about it, it was really interesting and taking the quiz will definitely help. I think that even if you feel like you know exactly which one you are, taking the quiz is interesting because then you can see kind of like which ones are really low and maybe that is something you need to work on.
1: Yeah, you and your partner are just maybe speaking different languages. Yeah, and also love. like even if
0: this episode just like kind of taught you what they were, because I was laughing when we were talking about this. That before I heard of the book and I was on Hinge, I didn't know what it meant. And it's one of the Hinge prompts is like, "What's your love language?" Oh, I right. was so confused, and like people would just write dumb answers there. I feel like a lot of people didn't know what it was, but some yeah. people did. So I would like see somebody's <laughs> and it would say, "What's your love language?" and it would be like, "Acts of service." <laughs> I
1: was just be so yeah. confused. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> They were taking it very literally, whereas I feel like the majority is like, my love language is pizza.
0: I saw so many that said my love language is pizza, and I'm like, I kind of like this, because I think mine might be too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we, yeah, we said that when... Hin should really like adopt this quiz into their platform and like tell you what their love languages are yes so yes, yes that's your that. i feel
0: like they should totally do that you should take it and then they'll match you up with somebody who has the same love language although i think it might be nice to be with someone who has a different one like that helped me be better at holding hands <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes that is true you can learn a lot from your partner
0: But maybe this is why I really didn't hit it off with people who told me that they couldn't hang out with me because they had their backpack or like would just make (laughs) excuses to not hang out with me because...
1: Maybe his was quality time and he knew if he had his backpack, he was just going to be like so stressed and worried about studying.
0: No, mine was quality time and I wouldn't (laughs) accept that and didn't feel loved because he wanted to carry his backpack around town instead of hanging out. <laughs> so I guess we can save that story for another day.
1: Yeah. Definitely another day, another funny story. But <laughs> yeah, we hope you liked this and learned from it. Go take the quiz. It's really fun. And I recommend taking the quiz as seriously as Carly and I did because you can like clearly tell which answers are catering to which love language. So I really think when you sit down and actually think what's gonna make you feel happier and more loved, then you'll get your right answer.
0: Yeah, and it can be difficult to do like Would you rather somebody take some of your work off your plate or tell you how great you're doing? And like, honestly, both of those probably sound good to a lot of people, but which one would like really actually make you feel good and feel appreciated?
1: Yeah. Be honest
0: yeah so we will be back next week with another amazing guest you guys are gonna love it and then our next solo episode which won't be for a few weeks but will probably be about the attachment theory so we want to do like a bunch of different topics like this so definitely if there's anything you guys are curious about we really love just like learning about things and then explaining them and talking about our own experience (laughs) hopefully you guys like hearing that (laughs) but if there's anything that you want to learn more about and you'd love to hear our perspective then definitely send us a message you can always find us on Instagram at mostly underscore balanced and don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast on apple
1: yes thank you so much and we love talking about relationships but these are fun little ways to learn something new
0: feel free to reach out if you have any questions about the products we're trying or if there's a new product you're trying that you would recommend like i said we love trying new things so let us know your thoughts on clean beauty and even on cbd curious to hear if people are still super into cbd right now
1: yes I am. And I want to try that mask. And if anyone has any recommendations for Pilates classes on a reformer that I could stream, please let me know because I discovered I have two Pilates reformers in my building and I need to use them. (laughs) Yeah, that room looks amazing. It was it was so beautiful in there. But I was just sitting on the floor between the two machines because I didn't know what to do really (laughs) on them. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.